Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Fresh Drunk Stone Tour. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fresh Drunk Stone Podcast. It's me, Ricky B. Follow me on Twitter and all social media at it's me, Ricky B. And I'm we're uh, we are here in studio. Me and Maddie has made it back from all of his travels, and you can be able to follow him at Matt Bellick. And Matt, welcome home, sir. Thank you, man. It is a uh Good to not be doing this in an airport or in a hotel room. I was still really worried about your safety when you were talking about some of the things you were talking about. Mm, it was very awkward. Like I, I can't even just. Like, there was just there was an arm's distance away. There's just people away, and we're just saying. one half of a conversation always sounds so weird too, especially when you're talking especially about something that, like that. That stuff was. Well, genocide was 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 one of the main topics. I mean, I do remember at one point I was yelling, "Hitler's putting up Hall of Fame numbers." <laughs> That's right. And people didn't like that. <laughs> Hitler's putting up all of fame numbers. Yeah, I can imagine that's probably a point of contention. Um, but uh, so you're back. You're back now. And uh, so, but you're. When's the next time you're going out again? I gotta leave for like a one, just like a one nighter. I'm going to Raleigh on the ninth. Mm-hmm. I'm literally coming right back on the tenth. Oh, yeah. So we could do another one in studio next week as well. Oh, wow, look at that. Two in studio in a row. Back to back like Drake, baby. Oh, boy. Um, Was it us? So, yes. But one of the the main things that you were coming back for was our buddy Josh turned 40. He did. And... uh, Everybody, so this this cruise, talk about how much of a shit show this cruise was to get together in the first place. This cruise was announced, I want to say, like, probably almost a year ago, but then wasn't booked until about three months prior to the actual thing going off. I was booked, I've been, I got booked, yeah, about three, four months out, yeah, which I thought was crazy early. Is that not early? I, 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 for the amount of money that you had to spend, no, it seemed crazy. It seemed really, really close to the date. Oh, but I mean, this is the thing too. Is that like, did you assume more people were going? When it was first discussed, it sounded like there's about ten or twelve. We got eight people. Together. Yeah, no, it was cool. I didn't know that like Jen and, and Neil were coming, and Neil is he is the he's the funniest person in the world. Actually, he, is, he brings the party wherever he goes, and he's Outrageous. so much fun to hang out with. Yeah. Um. So that's that's a really good one. But uh. But yeah. So I mean, like, we were going to go originally, and then we decided not to. And then I was thinking about. It, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Matt's going. Matt's going. And then uh, you and Elena went up uh, heading over there. I was on a boat, man. I was nautical, and uh, it was... The first picture of you showing up. (laughs) I saw this, and, like, Elena obviously is obsessed with pictures. She posted this picture, and it's like a full-body picture, first of all. And it's with you, and you got a backwards hat on. Are you wearing a collared shirt or a T-shirt? That was a collared shirt, backwards (laughs) hat. It was a short sleeve collared shirt, and pink shorts. And not only that, but you were wearing... Flip flops, yeah, my feet which I have out. never seen you wear. I barely see you wear shorts on the front. I think the only time I've ever seen you where you didn't have pants on was when you didn't get pants on yet. You were just wearing your boxers. <laughs> exactly. I think that's the only time I've ne- like. I mean, your legs exactly. are something that have only been seen by few people. They are like Trump's tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> People are calling for them, <laughs> but, they, but they ain't going to get them. Uh, yeah, no, and I definitely don't wear flip-flops. I'm pretty sure we've been friends for over a decade. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you knew I had feet. <laughs> I don't think I did. I just assumed that those shoes were screwed on. Yeah, they are. Yeah, for the most part. I, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't do the flip-flop. I don't, I don't like guys with flip-flops. Um, I think guys' feet are absolutely the most d- disgusting thing on the planet. Pack them up. It's very weird. Uh, I get it, though, like in a beach setting, cruise setting. Nope. 
Barbie, it's hot out. It, it, it's much cooler. Listen, I would rather be hot and uncomfortable than be showing off my my hot dogs and feet. <laughs> I don't want to. Your quarter pounders at the end of your legs. It's just the legs that don't exist either. Dude, nobody wants to, here. The worst is when you get on an airplane mm-hmm. and, and the gentleman next to you is not wearing full pants. He's wearing shorts. Yeah, and. Not a lot of leg room, dude. Like this guy's just like leg skin. Is oh, just I see me. what you're saying. But luckily, you never wear you never wear shorts yourself. So Can you, you so if only th- yeah. No, no, no. I can't even. I can't even begin to fathom. Two legs. I touching? wear shorts all the time. I have no problem with it. But you will never catch me dead in sandals. I'm hanging around the pool with my socks on for Christ's right. sake. Uh, shorts. I think I'm actually going to start turning over a slightly new leaf with the shorts and start getting a little more into them. There. <laughs> It's just it's like especially in it South Florida. It only took you thirty years. It's hot, man. But I mean, I grew yeah. up in Chicago. I spent like a lot of time in Chicago, and just you don't really need them there. But you spent a lot of time in Florida, where you were still wearing right. pants on a regular basis wow. during the summer. Where I was thinking to myself, like I remember, like back in the day, going to Warped Tour and stuff like that, and w- seeing kids in sweaters because that was just a cool thing to wear. They wear hoodies. Yeah, but it's ninety degrees out. Remember like my, I don't understand what you're trying to do. Turn yourself my, into a baked potato. My <laughs> my brother's friends, Billy and Phil. Remember those kids? Yeah, like kids like that. Always wore hoodies yeah the august they just rocking a hoodie and everybody wonders like do you put gel in your hair no that's massive flop sweat that's yeah. coming off of them it's uh i'm getting t- i'm getting too old to uh look R- riggy let's let's call it what it is when i'm wearing pants i look cool baby <laughs> okay uh, but listen dude <laughs> but also it's like one of those things it's like if i were to shave my head and and cut off my beard i wouldn't look like myself if you were to show up in shorts it would be shocking i don't have good all right listen let's did you see the picture? I don't have good knees. I did. <laughs> I don't have good shorts legs. I was sitting there and I'm like, I can't gross. believe this picture is is in existence. But not only is it shorts, and like like I said, like I've seen you in shorts a few times, stuff like that, some, some pool stuff that we've done in, in the past. But I've never seen you in sandals. No. And it was shocking. I don't to own say the sandals. Elena Who's had, were they? Elena had to buy those <laughs> for me. I sh- I got back in town the night before the cruise, and she's like, I got things for you, and um. The entire outfit you saw me wearing was she bought it purchased for you. You think I'm buying <laughs> pink shorts that have flamingos on them? I just assumed that you had like found them short sleeve in an alleyway up. or something like that. You're resourceful flip-flops. when it comes to yeah flip flops. That was just the it was just the the real icing on the cake when it came to that. It kind of I mean grossed me out a little bit. I'll be honest. It should. You should just not wear flip flops again. I shouldn't. Where did what did you do with those flip flops? They're. Ask you Elena. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> She's taking care of your affairs at this I, point in time. You know what? I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't uh, make it a priority to be wearing them right now. So yeah, I don't. Well, know. no, no, no. Please don't. I would have told you to leave. Those will probably never get worn again. Probably um, not. Probably take Hopefully, crew. she didn't spend too much money on them. No, no, no. I think she just went to like a Ross or something and mm. just knocked it out real quick, or an alleyway, something like that. Maybe just took them off some random bro. That's even grosser. Yeah, I, I'm not a floppy guy. <laughs> it was just really weird. It was a very out of character picture for you. I, yeah. And uh, w- was that your attire for a predominant amount of the uh, the cruise? I had shorts on for a lot of it. I did put pants on like in the evening time. Um, yeah, man. You know, I. <laughs> you just lived the cruise life. Looked the part. You were like grumpier old men. Which one were you, Walter Matthau or uh, <laughs> or Jack Lemon? God, I can't enjoy things. Uh, the cruise was fun though. I did enjoy that. Yeah. Cruise is a good time. That's what I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you how the... I've never been on a cruise before. Um, it seems like a nightmare. You drink and you eat, man. Yeah, I figured that. That is what you do. And uh, But I do that here, and I don't need to be in the danger yeah. of the you know blue ocean. Listen, a cruise is fun. It, it's kind of nice because you're kind of out there. What's cool is, like, dude, your phone doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You're literally off the grid, man. Like, nothing really matters, and... Uh, 
you're boozing, you're eating, uh, you know, like you get up at noon and grab a cocktail and nobody judges you. Like here, I start drinking at noon on land and people don't like that. <laughs> on know? land. On land, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I start drinking on land at noon. That's what's cool about like anything traveling. Like like you could be at an airport bar at like mm-hmm. 9 a.m. just pounding drinks. Yeah, nobody that, judges you for that. This is true, but because al- also they don't know where you're going, first of all. You could be going to another time zone where it's completely fine to be drinking sure. at that point in time. But why can't I just I roll into my it. local bar at 9 a.m., start pounding, and, and not get judged for that? Well, unfortunately, they're not usually open at 9 a.m., so if you roll into your local bar at 9 a.m., you're waiting at least two hours in order to be able to get in there. I've waited. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking in the parking lot. <laughs> we, uh, we've done we've done instances where we showed up just when the bar opened, went till close, and then stayed in the parking lot and drank sh- stuff that we got from a liquor store the that uh the like day before or something like that no well it's called nippers yeah well the, oh, nippers i mean it's open till 5 a.m not so, anymore not anymore not anymore it's only open till 2 a.m and it's and it's kind of lost a little bit of his luster but i love it so much because it houses so many memories it was like an amusement park for scumbags <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it was just you know like toys r us where a kid could be a kid it was like that but for pieces of shit <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it was, and I mean that in the, in best, the nicest most way, yeah, the most way. Because I mean, in all reality, it's like one of those. It's one of those things. Like uh, Kim just had a friend down here from Boston, and um, she was with another friend and stuff like that. And, and her other friend had never been to Nippers. She goes, "Well, if you're down here, you gotta go to Nippers." And yeah. I thought about that. I'm like, "Yeah, that's kind of true. Like, if you're down in Boca and you know the locals, because that's a bar where not people from out of town usually will just come to. That's a if you've been there, that means you know locals." Um, Zach Efron was in there. Oh, that's true. Mark Wahlberg was in there. Okay, I'm starting to lose this now. Uh, this is a real hot spot for A-list celebrities. <laughs> but why? Well, they go there because they think, like, like when Mark Wahlberg went there, it was like 5 p.m. or something on a Tuesday, and he wanted to go somewhere where there'd be nobody, and he could just have a drink. Well, he and, nailed and it. Not get, and there was, yeah, no one in there. But how did you know he went there? I didn't know about this. Uh, uh, the, I knew Zach Efron was there. The lady bumped into him. She was. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, she went in what there. What the hell was she doing at Dimpers at five? You know, I don't That's know. That's another question. Probably there with her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's a, if you're if you're at Nippers at five, it's usually an issue. Um, I didn't even know they were open. When, they, when someone said I was at Nippers at five o'clock, I always assumed AM. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, sure, like, you close it down. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were there for friggin' happy hour. PM. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so you were on, you were on the cruise and everything like that. So there was probably like a bunch of shows and everything like that. Yeah. I Josh didn't... told me some funny stories about uh, some of the acting that you had to do while you were on the boat. Acting in which way? Like he had to deliver a baby and all that stuff. Oh, my God. That was terrible. But I I didn't catch the whole entire thing because also he got off the boat and uh, immediately went into drinking. This motherfucker, as Josh does. This motherfucker, Josh, hits me up. Uh, I think this is like the second day. Yeah, it's after we went to the little island, Coco Cay. We're we're all going back in our rooms. We're getting cleaned up and whatever. And uh, Josh calls me on the room phone. And I go, what's up? He's like, hey, man, um, at 8 o'clock... If you want to come down, there's this, like, uh, it's called XY Trivia. It's like guys versus girls trivia. You know, meet me at this uh, place called the Star Lounge. He's like, we're all going to go. I go, all right, cool. So I kind of spread the word to everyone else. Let's all meet up for this guys, girls trivia. Trivia. Keyword is there is. is this man, a- this motherfucker said trivia. So <laughs> we get there, and it says XY contest, whatever. And then we yeah. go, all right, they're looking for volunteers. We go six chicks, and the six chicks just run to the stage. And then the guy goes, all right, I need six guys. 
and two gentlemen got up and I mean he's fishing like because guys don't want to go and do that you know like mm-hmm. all the girls want to be a part of it. Woo. So of course me and Josh get kind of everyone's pointing our way and Josh like should we should I do uh, and then we just kind of the, the guys like you two guys let's go and we we go. <laughs> so now so you're, like, you're on a stage. Right. Set the scene. How many people are in this room? <sighs> you know. Probably about 80 people. 80 people. So there's you like know? a stage and everything it's like, like that. It's like a stage floor and everything. And then there's like 80 people in like lounge seating all around. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll be doing this trivia. And then uh, he's like, okay, so these are the guys, these are the girls. And then we're going to be doing these challenges. And I'm like, challenges. And yeah, we I had. I thought to, it was trivia. Dude, we had to put, I had to put a keychain in my butt. What? And duck walk it and try to drop it into a plastic cup across the stage like it was some kind of a frat hazing. I'm sorry, but that's not trivia. Was the trivia no. to find out if there you was could no? Be able, <laughs> to, to be able to see if you could be able to hold a keychain in your ass? There was no trivia. <laughs> I was asked no questions. Were you questioning your sexuality after that you left? Was <laughs> that was the only trivia we Dude, had. The first thing was like they're like. They're like, you guys got to, uh, the first thing was they took an orange and we had to pass the orange down the line, like neck to neck. And, uh, that sucked. <laughs> and, um, I can't, I'm just imagining you in pink shorts with flamingos on them and flip flops. At this point I had pants on, which like, luckily like you came to the party pants, too. Right. But made it harder to get that keychain in my butt. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some more loose fitting, uh. You know, I wish there was more applications to to that. Well, that was why it was so hard to get that keychain in my ass. Yeah, well, (laughs) I got to keep it if you want me. I'll bring it in next week. No, 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 you can smell it. It'll be great. No, no, no. you can unlock your door and get pink eye at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, dude. But then, like the last part of it was, we had to act out all these scenes, and one of them was like a live birth, and and Josh was the mother, (laughs) and uh, CJ was there too, our other buddy, and he was the baby. And, he uh, was the baby, right? Kind of. Well, so if you imagine, Josh is on his back, legs up like they're in stirrups, and then CJ's right in that little grundle area, as if he was a baby <laughs> coming out. So he's just hanging by his taint. Yeah. Two other strangers that we don't know are on either side. There, one of them's playing the father. One's playing, I guess, a nurse. And, I don't know. And, I, and then I'm behind CJ, and I have my hands out, I guess, like a catcher. And then what happens is when he goes, "Time's up," everyone has to freeze, and you can't move. So the really catcher, get, you mean the doctor? The doctor, but I had literally, I was, I was, like, like you know, like a catcher in baseball. Yeah. I was crouched like that, and I had like my <laughs> hands out, like I was about to catch. I don't know. <laughs> and then they're like, but the funniest thing was like, uh, he, he brought the microphone over to Josh. He goes, "And you're the mother." He goes, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, give me your best impression of a mother giving birth." And he like looks over at the guy playing the dad, and he's like, "I fucking hate you. You did this to me. Get out of me." <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny pretty accurate but yeah we so we did that we the, the our team didn't win a single fucking thing really yeah we, how long did this go on for dude 40 minutes easy i was 40 minutes of doing this wedding <laughs> now it wasn't very physical i'm out of shape mm-hmm. but me and josh both got out of there the, there's a lot of bright lights on us we were sweating dude wow and, and having to roll oranges and stick keychains up your ass and everything. It was like very that. homoerotic. It sounds yeah. it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that. That was the trivia on the way out. In 2018, the National Cannabis Industry Association saw a 60 percent increase in congressional co-sponsorship of their priority legislation the federal legalization of hemp, as well as the election of a new Congress expected to be more cannabis-friendly. 
NCIA will host our ninth annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days, May 21st through 23rd in Washington, D.C. Join in, advocate for our industry, and forge a unified front with the industry's most politically engaged leaders. NCIA members from across the country descend on Capitol Hill for our annual Lobby Days event to tell their stories and advocate for federal reforms needed for our industry to reach its full potential. Make your plans now to be at the National Cannabis Industry Association's 9th Annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in Washington, D.C. Register for Lobby Days and learn how NCIA works to advance the cannabis industry's policy agenda every day at www.thecannabisindustry.org slash Lobby Days 2019. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Josh was telling me a story about how he had to do something else where he had to pop a balloon on some guys. Uh, that was part of it, too. Was that uh, was that in the same thing? Same thing. No, I got to go hip to hip. So then they, they take another random guy from the audience, <laughs> and everyone has to, all, all six of us on our team had to, like, blow up balloons, and we're on opposite sides of this floor. And uh, we had to, like, run down and do different various ways to break the balloon. Now, mine was we put him between our two hips and kind of gave, like, a hip bump, so it wasn't that bad. But Josh's was this guy had to sit on a chair. Josh had to put the balloon on the guy's lap and then ride him reverse cowgirl style until this <laughs> balloon popped. <laughs> now, how tall was the guy? Because obviously Josh is a big guy. So the big, lanky dude. He looks like a, like Gumby, uh, an anorexic <laughs> Gumby. Um, and uh, so now he needs to jump on top of this guy's lap. So Josh, and I said to him, I said, I'm surprised that bony little ass didn't pop this thing on, on jump one. But he's bouncing up and down like he's trying to get a free dinner out of this thing. <laughs> and it wouldn't, it wouldn't pop. <laughs> So it finally popped, and the funniest thing is then Josh turns to the guy and kind of gives him, like, the whole, like, hey, my bad thing. And the guy just wouldn't even look at him. He just kind of, like, looks off, like, don't <laughs> fucking look at me. like. Because he just had to sit there and take it. There was nothing guy he could be able to do. I didn't think it was very funny. I, I, but here's the thing. This is what we all get for volunteering for these shenanigans. Well, I guess so, yeah. I didn't want to be a part of it, really. It ended up being okay. There's a bunch of pictures. Did you see the, the quest thing? The quest. CJ, thing? are we able to are we able to load pictures up? Oh yeah, no, absolutely, thing? absolutely. So if you guys are listening when this comes out, there's gonna be a picture of our friend CJ. There's this game show called The Quest, and it's like the last night, and it's the same thing where like they break everybody off in this like auditorium style thing yeah. into like teams, and they pick two people to be the team captains. Mm-hmm. CJ and Elena were our two team captains, and then they make you run in the crowd to find various items. It's almost like a big scavenger hunt. They're like. Find this, find that, you know, give me a belt, give me, 
go into your section of audience and find someone who's a piercing below the neck. You know, I need um, I need to find a condom. You know, so if people have these things on them, they give it to the captain. They run and give it to the host. Then you get your team a point. Mm-hmm. The end. You have to dress up one uh, people, one of the guys from your team as like a beauty pageant, and we chose CJ, and that's what we dressed him up as. Oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you describe what you're seeing there, Ricky? Um. Okay. So does he have tidy whiteies on? Those are his underwears. And if you that wait wait wait, that's the underwear he chose to wear. He was wearing those all day. He he's a tidy whitey guy, and here's he the, wears tidy whiteies. I don't even know if that shows it thing, but this guy CJ is packing a hog, bro. I. He, um, it, he's he got yeah <laughs> he got naked so many times he or into his underwear so many times for so many different challenges when we got out of there and he's just wearing these really tight underwear dude and what? I, I, I can see his whole outline everyone's like damn CJ got like naked a lot I'm like I'm pretty sure I could draw CJ's dick from memory <laughs> at this point all right like <laughs> thing was this is this is hanging. the thing of nightmares yeah but we made him look like a like a drag queen basically yeah he's, no, he's, he's in his underwear he's wearing he's, a black bra we put lipstick on him he's in heels he looks so angry in uh, this picture too. Right. Right. Why is he so angry? He looks so pretty. Yeah. Um, so I, that was the quest thing that we did. Wow. Um, Jesus Christ, though. Yeah. The it, tidy whities on a regular basis. That's an odd thing. It was. Yeah. yeah it was, I don't know, man. <laughs> it was a, cruise, that was that caught me off guard. The game parts were were okay, but but really what I enjoyed was like the drinking, the eating, the hanging out. We got to hang by the pool and stuff a little bit. We uh, we we got to. We did a nice little hibachi dinner the last night. That was awesome. We mm-hmm. all got together and did cool hibachi. What we did, so so the thing is, the first day you're just kind of out. It's like a it's like a day at sea. Second day, you stop at this island called Coco Cay. It's owned by the cruise line. Oh, and so that's still all inclusive too. All inclusive. You take your room card. So we got the drink package. You can drink as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you ever cruised before, but get the drink package. You prepay in advance for all the alcohol you can like. Like it's it's all you can drink. It's hundred and sixty dollars. So it's almost like Royal Caribbean. Makes a dare to you. <laughs> I like, dare you to drink. They're like, you give me 160 bucks, and I bet you can't fuck me over. And I'm like, I'm gonna fuck you. Over. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm winning. I'm getting on this one. Yeah. The first day, you're gonna lose money on. Well, babe. we broke it down. I, mean, I was talking to my dad about it. Like, he's like, he's like, oh, you bought the drink package. I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's 160 bucks for three days, you know. And I was like, yeah, it's only like 70 dollars a day, whatever it came out to. No, it was 180 bucks. I don't know. But he's like, yeah. We broke it down. It's like seven drinks a day, and then you start to win. After that. And uh, my dad was like, are you really going to drink seven drinks a day? I was like, I'm going to drink seven drinks before noon. <laughs> I had I had about 20 drinks the first day. Whoa. Uh, not too. Uh, was not, that like shots and drinks too? Is that Or is that just everything. drinks? I think I, I think I drank some goat piss. I mean, <laughs> everything they had on that boat, I was trying to drink. Like one, one night I had, I was doing, I did, in one evening, I drank probably about a bottle of Tito's to myself. Yeah. A couple of beers, Jaeger bombs, red wine. And a couple of these like buttery nipple shots. Sounds. It was everything sugary, right? And then I woke up with the world's worst hangover. I would so, imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you're, ba- you're basically snorting Twizzlers. Well, this that leads point me. Okay, so this leads right into this. So the first night I go too crazy. I try to get my entire hundred and sixty dollars worth day one, which yeah. I did. Yeah. So fuck you, Royal Caribbean. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you won. Absolutely. So I get hammered. Wake up the next day and I'm hungover as balls. And I'm talking about, dude, we didn't go to sleep until like four. So the first night, me and Josh were the last two people on the boat alive, like awake. Like we were walking around the decks at like four in the morning. There's not even staff. It's a ghost boat. And we're kind of like, it's crazy. We're <laughs> tra- and we're trying to find a bar that's over. There's any bars? Then we bumped into this one random guy, and his name was Ramon. 
Ramon. And he he's this other creepy guy. He's like, you know where your bars are open? We're like, what's up, Ramon? And he's basically telling a story how he's celebrating his wife's birthday. And we're like, where's the wife? He's like, oh, she's staying in the room with the kids, you know? Like, That's pretty cool. And he goes, it's my wife's 28th birthday. And this guy looks like he's in his 50s. I'm like, 28? Pretty good for what are you? She's younger than you, huh? Good for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, we've been married for 10 years. So I start doing that math. And I go, so wait, you married her when she was 18? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, how old were you? He's like, I was 46. And I was like, that's gross. <laughs> yeah, that's you a know? bit much. That's a, big, that's a big gap. I go, how'd you meet an 18-year-old? He goes, well, I met her when she was 17, but, you know, I had to wait. Well, I mean, that's good of him, though. You met somebody huh? with a kind heart. That's just, first of all, <laughs> I mean, but if you it, think there wasn't a slip up, but oh, it wasn't God. one night before the 18th birthday. There was definitely, there was definitely a moment before. Yeah. Cause if you think about what they, if she, if he met her when she was seven, he was 17 or she was 17 and then they got married when she was 18. Right. There's not that much time for love to fester. No, there's like an afternoon. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, After school. You yes. mean, yeah. She's got homework. But Eight, so, 18 years so old. So he's telling this, and I'm just like, and I'm drunk at this point, so I'm like right to his face. I'm just kind of like, that's gross. You're you weird. said it to the oh, guy? Right, right to his weird face. So then, what? and he goes, <laughs> sorry, Ramon. And I'm just like, I'm like, ew, 18, nasty, you know? And he's like, yeah. And I go, so what do you got, like a lot of money? And he's like, no, I'm broke. And I was like, what do you got, like a like a huge pecker? He's like, no, tiny dick. <laughs> why were you getting so personal I want to know guy? why a 46-year-old landed some child and I was just, was he this. a good looking guy? No. This guy oh, had really? nothing to Wait, offer. Have you, did you see the wife? You know what, Ricky? I never thought of that. No, yeah. I did not. Yeah, she, you Maybe know, she's no prize herself. It could have been an 18 year old mayor. By the way, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it just been like a, a prize horse. He's, fucking a, he's Dude, fucking a goat. <laughs> he is from, I go, where are you from, partner? You creepy fuck. And he says he's <laughs> from New Mexico. So I'm thinking maybe he got one of those weird desert lizard chicks. You know, those <laughs> desert types. Like the hills the hills have eyes type desert, of girl. There's some weird people in the desert. I would imagine, yeah. But I get, I get, I, we get hammered with Ramon. We find out his creepy truth, and then we go, good night, Ramon. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I go to bed. I finally pass out well after four. Yeah. Now, around 1030, Elena's trying to get me up, and I'm dead to the world. Yes. And she's like, get up. We're going to the island. And I go, no, I'll, I'll meet you guys there. She's like, no, get up. Josh and Kristen come in the room. I go, I, you bring the whole fucking boat in here. I'm not getting up, all mm-hmm. right? It's not going to happen. Yeah. And then Josh is like, fuck it. Leave him alone. We'll meet him on the island. And, she, and, and Elena's mad. And, and rightfully so. We're all supposed to be spending this time together, and I'm mm-hmm. just a piece of shit. I'm just like, no. What time does she go to bed the night before? Oh, Lena didn't make it to midnight. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Lena was well, taking- She can't get mad at well, you for that, She was taking then. advantage of the drink package as well, but then- She can't hold her liquor you like know, you can. 10.30, she's like staring through like your- like, There's like no one's home eyes. So we put her to bed, and then I tried to go to bed with her, like around like eleven something. But there's this right, right outside of our room because we overlooked like what's called the promenade. It's like this, like it's like the area where like the bars and restaurants are. They had this like first day like midnight party, and they dropped all these balloons, and everyone was popping the balloons. It sounded like gunshots, and I'm just like laying. I'm like, I'm like, I can't fucking sleep. So I went back down to meet everyone at the bar, and then me and Josh just ended up hanging out to like four in the morning. So well, you did the chivalrous thing to begin with. I tried. I don't know how she slept at this party. It was insane. But so we go. And well, she wasn't get, in her own mind. She's trying I to assume. get me up the next day, and I'm like, no. And she starts pouring. I swear, she put it in the freezer. She puts the sunscreen on my back. I'm not wearing a shirt. It's ice cold, <laughs> dude. It's ice cold. She's like rubbing around. She's like, get out. We're going off the boat. And I protest. I protest. And I go, no, I'm not going. I'll meet you down there. I need like another hour to have a sleep. Yeah. And she goes, I hate you. I hate you for this. And I go, that's fine. Just hate me quieter and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But I've not, dude, honestly, don't I, hate me verbally. I did feel and now. I mean, in hindsight, I mean, listen, when you're hungover like that and sleep at the time, I didn't care. I'm just like, I just like, I just want to sleep. Now I look back, and I'm like, that's a re- it was a real piece of shit move. Like, because yeah, we're all supposed to be spending time. So anyway, so I do, I do sleep in a little bit. I get off this boat, and I go, okay, I'm gonna go meet them on the island. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that this island was gonna be freaking huge. I I don't know. I why. would assume it's a small. In my island. mind, I'm thinking like some tiny little. You know, I'm like, oh, just. Fine, like Castaway Island. I don't know, nothing going on. Yeah. Well, there's two to three cruise ships docked at this island. They each carry five thousand passengers. Oh. So there's like over ten thousand people on this thing. How the hell did you find? Them? Didn't you say your phones didn't work? Phones don't work. It was like a weird Where's Waldo out there, and uh, I walked around for over an hour, and you couldn't find them, dude. I walk. I mean, it's a big island. And there's ten thousand people, and I'm just like walking. With, Josh. <laughs> I'm yelling. Yeah, like just yelling <laughs> off. I look like I lost like a whole bunch of children or something. They're like that guy <laughs> didn't. That guy lost. That his is kids. a shitty dad. Yeah. Were and, there kids on this boat? Uh, too many kids. God, I'll get to that. <laughs> so these, but but finally, I, I I bump into Neil and I find them and we have a good old time. We get back on the boat. We get cleaned up and that's when we went and did our stupid little game. And then yeah. the next day we were docked in Nassau and none of us got off the boat. We're like fuck that. Cause, well, that's not all-inclusive, though, right? No, because that's what I'm saying. On the boat, I have a superpower. I mm-hmm. have this little card that lets me get all the alcohol I want. Mm-hmm. I get off that boat. Superpower gone. Just another asshole. <laughs> you're I got to go, just, I go buy drinks. Tourist. Yeah, yeah. No. And I was like, fuck that. So we all stayed on the that. boat. We ate, we ate good. We hung out. Party balls. Um, we played Jenga. Because there's, there's a sports bar that was right outside of all of our rooms. Yeah. And it was like kind of like the meetup spot. We mm-hmm. kept calling it the Ale House. So we're like, oh, everyone meet at the Ale House at 7. You know, Makes sense. Went down there. Yeah. And they had Jenga. And we played Jenga. And the reason, only reason I'm bringing this thing up, have you ever played Jenga with Elena, my girlfriend? No. She is the most reckless, cavalier... <laughs> She just picked Jenga blocks. player. She Dude. just picked blocks that you just don't, you don't need It'll to go like for that. It'll be like the second... Go and she'll just grab like the one all at the bottom, like and like like pull it recklessly, dude. Like she sets up these controlled demolitions, dude. I swear to God, I thought she was behind nine eleven. Personally, I kept saying that. <laughs> I was like, you did this. You set up these controlled <laughs> demos. But yeah, I don't know. I just that was a little tidbit to throw in there. But dude, but the thing you know what else is weird when we were when we were on this island at Coke K, just to bring up all these some of the freaky characters we saw. Yeah, there was imagine. these two guys. They have a swim-up bar, and that's where we're spending most of our time. Just people drinking, Dude, swimming, is, pissing on themselves. Slightly over waist up water. Yeah. And two grown-ass men come strolling by in this pool with T-shirts on and life jackets. Life jackets? Dude, it's waist deep. <laughs> I went over by them and got on my knees, and it still only went up to like maybe my neck, and I'm like, you can't drown in this. <laughs> Look, I'm on my <laughs> knees. And there's I'm a like, thousand yeah. other people in this pool, too. It's outrageous. Life jackets. The thing about that too is the pool. It's it's not. It's it's. I always get weird about this, like the sanitariness of like like hot tubs specifically, but oh, like those, they're very pools gross. and like yeah. like like everyone. You got all these gross people just on this boat because like a lot of people aren't showering. Like Josh didn't shower till the last day. <laughs> now he was gross. Now imagine if he got in a hot tub and just basically makes some ball soup. Yeah, that's like, ba- that's basically what it is. It's gross. It's always weirds me out about pools. I mean like pools, yeah, I mean they put the chlorine in the, in the and the and they do that in in um hot tubs too, but still, you're in such close quarters with people on some hot tubs. Weird very fat guy odd. from Montana like and he's just burping and be- I guarantee you they're all pissing in that hot tub. That's what I'm saying. And just maintaining eye contact while they're doing it the, with you. The entire time. It's like that uh oh, who was that one comedian that had that joke about uh the whitewater rapids? Ron White talking about the whitewater rapids. He goes, "Yeah, 
people just floating around pissing on themselves. No big yeah. deal. And it's basically what it is. Like if you go to a walk up, a swim up oh, bar, yeah. you know that it's just going in one end and out the other. I shit the entire my pants time. twice in the pool. Nobody even <laughs> noticed. No, but it's gross. It is gross. It's not sanitary, and uh, and and especially in hot tubs because that water is hot enough to fester germs. Isn't that like the danger zone temperature? Yeah, I think so. For germs and bacteria. No, it's it's it literally is like it's like uh you know like like wading through the the rivers around Chernobyl. I would assume like very very close to that. You you're you're either going to come out of that completely relaxed or have 17 types of venereal diseases and possibly grow another eye. Come out with a tail or something. Yeah, you have yeah. no idea what's going to happen. It's just and it's all with like all these creepy strangers. Some dude was eating a roast beef sandwich in the in, in the, the hot, hot tub, tub just sitting there eating a sandwich, peeing, and just maintaining eye contact with other strangers. Why are we getting in hot water with strangers? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't get this. <laughs> hot water. Is it would have been worse if he had if he had like some uh, some like sauce just like floating in the in the hot tub. Oh, hey, can you push that back to me? Yeah, exactly. It was gross. Dipping it dude, in. He, if you're in trouble. If you're in a bad situation, the slang term for that is "I'm in some hot water." So I why never even you, thought about why that? Why would you voluntarily? <laughs> like, could you imagine just? I never even thought about you're that. You're just sitting in a hot tub with all these strangers, and yeah. all of a sudden you see some like condom float by or some creepy scuzz, and you go, "Ooh, I'm some hot water here." <laughs> you know what I'm like, it's disgusting. <laughs> But yes, we choose to do it, and it's an amenity. You think about when you buy an apartment, they're like, well, we got a great hot tub here. And it's like, why would I ever want to go into that little people's soup? Take a bath in your own tub. Also, I don't know, I'm also just a curmudgeon. I don't really want to be shirtless with strangers. And, I'm the same way. And everyone's feet is out. Gross. Peeing and... Go no no it's 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 basically like being a baby again it's it's being it's like that's maybe the reason why people like it so much it lets them revert to those old tendencies of just having very little clothes on pissing and shitting all over yourself and having no disregard for people around you steam room like like a bunch of guys like to get like a big sauna together and everyone's I used to do the sauna every once in a while that wasn't so bad something about but I wasn't in there with just a towel is it me is it is is it an insecurity thing I don't because I I mean I I, you won't catch me with my shirt off. In a sauna. It, to me, it's. I, I don't even care about having the shirt. To me, it's just weird. I don't want to be nude around a bunch of strangers. No, no. That there's zero, zero. That's appealing to that. I have. I've. There's no way in hell that you can actually get me to do that on a regular basis. Once no. in a while, once in a blue moon, maybe I'll make it happen. Maybe in Rome, because then I guess like when in Rome, and then you you get naked. That was. Well, isn't that where they had like ba- Greece, the big bathhouses back in the day? <laughs> yeah, Turkey, the Tur- Turkish bathhouse. I don't think you want to talk about the Turkish bathhouses. That got gross. That is disgusting. It is very gross. But I bet hey, you survived. You came out with no diseases. I think I got. And scurvy. you came out still in a relationship. Barely. Which, uh, <laughs> which yeah. I, I was hearing stories about a few people um, that the last couple times they went on a boat, they lost their relationship. So. Oh, a lot of fighting. I saw so much fighting. Well, here's the, whatever. But you're also trapped in that. Can't you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. You can't escape the person. And not like you want to, but sometimes it's nice to be able to like just get a little time by yourself, especially in an environment like that. It's fun. Here's the thing. A cruise, I, I st- I'm still going on another one. They're fun. They're, they yeah. are a fun little great vacation, but... Uh, I, I mean, you, you got these things are always like what you make out of it. You know, like if you kind of like, like we were pretty good about like sticking, you know, sticking to our game plan. We went with the groups. So we're like, we're gonna hang with our group and stuff like that. But like, um, I don't know. I just don't like to, 
don't like to be mingling nude with other people. I just don't like other people in general. Sure. So, I mean, like, being stuck on a boat with all those other people that you can't escape for anything but is probably pretty shitty. But then shitty. what's weird, to con- even, even to kind of contradict myself, is... I did. There were some moments where, because you you kind of get wrapped up in that vacation vibe, and you're drinking, and then it's like you meet some guy. At the Dude, bar. you're wearing you flip flops. Of course, you got wrapped up in the vacation vibe, <sighs> even though you're being dressed like a like a Woody doll. I uh, yeah. You I were like her toy that weekend. Malibu Matt. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but we made it. I lived. Uh, you survived. I got rid of my scurvy. <laughs> Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, Pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. You worked on Monday, too. That was terrible. I don't understand how you did that. Uh, You know, sheer, sheer will and financial obligation. Well, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. You didn't really have a choice when it came to the financial part of it, and it's not like you, uh, you're, you know, you're not a doctor. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're not going in there and performing some type of no. cardiac, you know, cardiac surgery or anything You'd like that. You'd be surprised what you what you can will yourself to do for money. Like Tuesday, oh my God, I, I know. well, <laughs> you know, like Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, on Tuesday, I went and did that, and you popped over. Thanks for coming. I went and did yeah. that show at Dada's, and uh, Dada's is like a, like a restaurant that was like, – it was a house that was converted into a restaurant. Mm. They did a comedy show, and uh, they paid me to go headline it, and I was like, kind of like not looking forward to it. I'm like, this is going to be terrible, because like, you're just interrupting people's dinner. Like, yeah, are- it's a really – it's a cool but weird setup, because it's it's, there's really not that much room for people. No. 
So it's like if you're going to be if you're going to pack it out, like there's there's a seventy five percent of people are standing. It's a great spot for dinner. It's a great spot for dates. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love the food there. Is great. Everything's great. You turn about it, it, but then the, basically, yeah, they just do it kind of like a surprise comedy show. Mm-hmm. Like you're ordering an appetizer, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh wait!" And also, this guy. And you've seen my act. It's not. You don't want to hear my jokes around food. Like it's not. It, mm-hmm. You did go about, into the licking the ass. Talking about one, wieners yeah. and buttholes and yeah. such. Like, <laughs> but. They paid that's what me, the podcast is for. They paid me handsomely. When he told me what I was getting paid for, I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Yeah, that's yeah. That, that. That worked out pretty well. But it, it was it was an interesting night. I came in like halfway through your set, and at that point in time, I think you were just talking about the cruise. I was just riffing. Well, because I had to do forty minutes, forty to forty five, and uh, you know, after I hit like twenty minutes of material, like people were with it, and they were laughing. But then it's kind of like, like how long are you going to sit in this restaurant and listen to this guy? So then I just kind of started kind of going more off the cuff and riffing and talking shenanigans and it such. was funny though i mean i enjoyed it i'm like wow he turned this material around pretty quick and it, then come to went, realize yeah. that you were just going off the top, top of your head yeah. anyway so it went over better than i thought it would so yeah, uh, it, yeah it, it was it was funny but then uh we we hung out there for a little while after you were done and everything and then there was like an open mic after that as yeah well. oh and then we got i don't know how much time we have left but maybe we'll make this quick or but we got into the debate we afterwards we went and grabbed a quick drink at a bar on the Ave there, and yeah. we got into the debate about female armpit hair. Yeah. I don't know if we have time to get into this, or we have to save it for next we, week. We could do a little bit of it, yeah. <sighs> so so basically to set it up is that is that we <laughs> the conversation happened because one of the girls we were with had lifted her arm and praised her armpit hair, which what there wasn't any. There was not. So I mean I wasn't I was kind of confused on where the conversation started in the first place. But then she went all, you know, Captain Marvel on us and <laughs> and basically was saying that women should be allowed to have uh armpit hair and it shouldn't matter what guys think. And the the best part about the conversation to me was the fact that we both agreed with her that if you want to have it, you can have it. The only thing we were saying is that we just don't find it attractive. And no. that that might as well have been just I don't shitting think... in her hand and shoving it in her face. <laughs> I don't think if you want it, you should be able to have it. I think that if <laughs> no. you're... No, I think if you're a woman and you have armpit hair, we need to round them up no. and put them into camps. That is not... Oh, shave, God. Shave them. No. <laughs> God. I'm joking, of course. I, I just... No, it, listen, again, like, yeah, teacher. Here's the thing. Because I, I, when I was living in Chicago... Uh, be free with your body. Fine. Yeah, just like, go I, for it. We all have our preferences. I, yeah, but she, that's what, that's what it was. She was mad at us because we just said, well, I don't happen to find that attractive. Exactly. Which is not, which is fine. You can say you don't find it attractive. I'm not, I'm not saying that all women with armpit hair should be wrangled up and put into camps. It's not a like bad idea. Like you just did. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> but then I made the analogy. Remember I was saying to her? You said, well, that was really pissed her off because you go, you go, look, I'm just not attracted to armpit hair. For example, what if, what if you were going to, would you sleep with a 400 pound man? You're not attracted to that. Mm-hmm. And, and then she goes, 400-pound man and armpit hair is completely well, I, different. Well, I started laughing because it was a little stretch. Because I'm just like, so any girl... Okay, so you took you took her side on that one. Because what I was saying was basically... I think we should be rounding up these 400-pound men and putting <laughs> no, them in camps. No. I think that's okay, yeah. <laughs> what, I was saying, what I was saying is that... It, what the difference is is that you have a preference. But what I, what I said to her was this. I go, attractive is attractive. I said, you may not be attracted to a large man. A lot of people... Would have no problem with a four hundred pound man. Exactly. So it's, it's all it's all based on who, whatever your personal you know preferences. Preferences. Yeah, and that's and that's all who, I was trying to. Some people don't like tall people. Some people like short people. Yeah. Skinny people, heavy people. Some people wouldn't date someone that's too skinny. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, I'm not a big armpit hair on the person I'm with person. Yeah. 
And I think that I think that's fine to say, but she definitely put me in a camp. I yeah. guess I don't know. <laughs> is it anybody that has their own ideas? Um, and and, and that turned into that that conversation went on lasted for way too entirely. long. Well, she didn't like it that we didn't like it. I just didn't expect to get stuck in that. Like having a conversation with Franco, like you don't don't expect to get stuck in a conversation for so long. Well, we were talking about. Well, Franco doesn't let you go. That's, well, Franco is a wonderful storyteller. But he has a lot of details to everything. Wonderful is a word. Well, he he tells. Well, he's. What I'm saying is that he spends a lot of time telling his sure. stories, and there's so many details to them, and you just don't know where the conversation ends. He's Franco telling you a story. He's like the Ted Bundy of telling stories, because <laughs> he kidnaps you and he holds you down and he forces you. He's the he's the take, BTK of of uh, storytelling. He really really forces that in there, but. You know, he likes to talk. He likes to hear himself. Talk. Well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, he's got he, stories. Yeah, he does. No, they're they're very interesting. No, but what are. I'm saying is, I just yeah. couldn't believe like how long they went on for. But they, because there was so much rich detail in them, but he sells them correctly, and that's the reason why I was never able to walk away. I, had a, I literally stayed there all entire night simply because I was talking to Franco most of the night. We were on the road one time. Franco started a story in Denver, and it didn't end until we got to <laughs> Kansas City. And it was all about how he likes sprinkles on his ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It just wouldn't. Oh, my God. All right. So with that, we're going to end this episode. Um, we're doing something really fun tomorrow night. We're recording this on Thursday. It'll obviously be released Friday morning. Um, you got a show with the Funky Buddha. Yeah. So by the time you're hearing this, uh, come out tonight. Yeah. Come out tonight. It's no longer called the Funky Buddha, even though oh, I, will, that's right. I will always only I call always it, forget about it. I'm the same that. way. I, I call it the Buddha. It's I just call like it the it's, Buddha, yes, but Robot Brewery. For promoting purposes, we have to get the, yes, Robot go Brewing to the company. Robot Brewing Company in yes. Boca Raton, Florida. It's on Federal Highway. Fresh Drunk Stone has two shows, 8 o'clock and 10.30. It is a completely free show. Yeah. Uh, free tickets just show up. The thing is, it's first come, first served on the free tickets. We do have some VIP tickets for sale, where if you want to purchase a VIP booth, you are guaranteed your seating. You don't have to wait any lines. But it's uh, first come, first serve. We have two shows, 8 and mm -hmm. 10.30, and uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and then after that, we're doing something very interesting that we can't talk about. Mm. Um, but next week, when we do our episode, I have a feeling that we can be able to go in a little more detail. Well, we we can go into a little more detail. I think about we can. It. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this whole entire thing turns out. Sizzle. That's your. That's it. That's all. I'm <laughs> so don't forget, you can be able to check out every single episode of the Fresh Drunk Stone podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, the whole nine. Also on cannabisradio.com. Follow Matt on Twitter and all social media at Matt Bellick. Follow me on Twitter at It's Me Ricky B. And this has been another episode of the Fresh Drunk Stone podcast. Matt, say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.